Welcome into the Talk of Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com. I am joined by Travis Ryer, the longtime senior analyst at BamaOnline.com, joining us live from the Soprano table at our co-sponsor, Peter Brook Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa. The Twitter feed is talking underscore Tide. Give us a follow there, and you can get links to all of our podcasts here at Talking Tide. Also available at all the podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts. Catch us live or recorded on YouTube and Facebook as well. Want to thank the aforementioned Peter Brook Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa for sponsoring Talking Tide, and as well our corporate sponsor DraftKings and North River Dental Associates. More about them a little bit later in the program. We're going to be talking Alabama, Arkansas basketball here for. A relatively short pod, but uh, Travis, you're uh, uh, you're looking a little chilly, uh, <laughs> but but uh, it looks like you're getting some good sun too. Yeah, you know it's the eve of Valentine's Day, so for one of those rare times, Peterbrook Chocolatier in Tuscaloosa open on a Sunday from ten to eight this evening, Super Bowl Sunday, as a matter of fact. So trying to get ready for the Super Bowl of chocolate, I guess you could say tomorrow and. So, yeah, we're doing a little bit of a remote opportunity here. And it is chilly. What happened to that weather from yesterday and the few days before? It's absolutely perfect the last few days. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's chilled, uh, chilled down a little bit, certainly, today in Tuscaloosa. All right. Alabama with a 68-67 win over the Arkansas Razorbacks. Travis, a win Alabama very much needed to get themselves evened up record-wise at 6-6. Six and six. In SEC play, uh, Alabama, of course, now 16 and nine overall. Arkansas falling to 19 and six and eight and four in the league. They had been on fire, uh, first lost in, in quite some time for the Razorbacks, Travis. And and while this was a big one, Travis, and certainly a win that uh, that that will go down as as one that'll help Alabama's uh, seeding in the NCAA tournament, et cetera, helps their resume. Also, a win where it's still clear that, that Nate Oates is, is still plugging some leaks with this team because there were plenty of signs of trouble despite the victory. Yeah, a lot of leakage coming in the way of turnovers on Saturday morning at Coleman Coliseum. 24 turnovers, to be exact, for Alabama. You know, you usually don't survive 24 turnovers. You usually don't survive giving up 21 offensive rebounds. But Alabama lived to tell the tale, and so – you take it any way you can get it at this point. You're right. A 2-0 and week is exactly what this team needed. We'll see. There's opportunities once again to sort of carry it over into midweek with Mississippi State coming into Tuscaloosa on Wednesday. But I uh, give some guys like Noah Gurley a lot of credit, too. Gurley at a time when you didn't sense a lot of confidence coming from that Alabama team down the stretch. Uh, he had some big shots. Hit a couple of big shots. And, you know, Alabama does just enough. Uh, to get off the the court with the win. I wasn't sure there was a back-to-the-basket game anywhere (laughs) on that Alabama roster, Travis, but Noah Gurley provided uh, a couple of little uh, baby hooks or whatever you want to call them, uh, back to the basket, and late in the game, big shots uh, for Alabama. Nate Oates, as a matter of fact, I happened to catch a little bit of the post-game press conference, and he was asked about that, and yeah, he, he he said it's something that they may look to do a little bit more with 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 Noah Gurley and uh, uh, 
as as a as a guy who appreciates the big man, I'm all for it. Yeah, you know, and you're kind of Walker Kessler's stepdad at this point, the Auburn <laughs> yeah. big man. Oh, every time I see Goodbridge, you see Kessler's numbers? <laughs> you see his triple double? Walker Kessler Goodbread. We're gonna put a hyphen in that last name for Walker Kessler. No, I mean, you know, we know the way Alabama wants to play. They want to shoot threes and shoot free throws, get to the rim. I mean, that's kind of the way that they're built. That's the way they're designed. But, um, you know, it's a situation where you can't always get that. And so, fortunately, when they needed a little bit more of a traditional post approach, Gurley was able to give it to him, including one time out of a what looked to be a set play out of bounds, a dead ball situation on the first of the two. And uh, Noah, I thought also maybe undervalued a little bit. I, I, I thought Noah Gurley did the best he could do in a tough situation defensively because the way Alabama runs its rotations and its lineups from time to time, you have four guards out there with Gurley as the five. Uh, and he's certainly not your traditional five. And you've got a guy like Jalen Williams for Arkansas, who's an absolute load at six ten and 240 pounds, just to, to hang in there a little bit, uh, showed you some grit from Noah Gurley. No doubt about it. A three point shooting for Alabama, Cold again, Travis. They did shoot pretty well from the three-point line in the first half, six out of 16. In the second half, ice cold once again, uh, one out of 13 from three-point range in the second half. Continues to be one of this team's biggest problems. Uh, you know, the turnovers is something that, that you know, cropped up against the Razorbacks, but generally I think Alabama's been pretty good in the turnover department this year, particularly for an offense that wants to – uh, get up and down the floor and have as many possessions as possible. Uh, however, uh, along with those turnovers, more uh, poor shooting from the outside for Alabama, Javon Quinterly especially. Uh, two out of six was Quinterly, which which isn't terrible, uh, but the misses were way off uh, for Quinter, Quinterly, and that, yeah. that's, uh, that was concerning. Even the free throw miss with less than five seconds to go, the ball barely got to the rim. So kind of tells you where he's at right now in terms of shooting the basketball. And look, you can live with some of that, but you can't have 16 turnovers from your three primary guys on the ball when you talk about Shackelford and Davison and, and Javon. So we wondered if the efficiency against Ole Miss midweek could maybe carry over into Arkansas, it did not. Alabama was nearly two to one assist to ratio, uh, assist to turnover ratio against Ole Miss. That was flipped against Arkansas on Saturday. Um, and just the shooting in general. I mean, your assists are going to be down when you continue to be sub 25% from three in SEC home games. Yeah, no doubt about it. Also, of note, Travis, I think some a, fa- a big factor in the game. Alabama's bench outscored Arkansas's bench 29 to eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was certainly a factor. And, and for whatever problems Nate Oates is dealing with, be it turnovers, be it outside shooting, et cetera, he does have 10 guys. I think he feels like he can count on for at least a few minutes. And uh, that's something that certainly paid off. I think in a game where your leading scorer only had 11 points uh, that, that paid off. Your boy, Red Light Rojas, with a perfect outing from the field, by the way, good bread. Red Light Rojas, two of two, one of one from three after you put that, after you put the stop sign, the perma stop sign on him. 
in the last yeah. podcast. Uh, James gonna, Rojas with a little answer for Chase Goodbread. I'm going to guess that James is a talking tide <laughs> listener. <laughs> You're right, though, Betty Ako. I mean, when you when you bring some of these guys off the bench, you ought to get production. I mean, when you're coming with Javon Quinterly off the bench, um, Rojas off the bench, Betty Ako off the bench, uh, Jason Holt continues to do some nice things, made a nice three in the win. Uh, everybody they came with from a reserve perspective had at least three points. So they did enjoy a pretty sizable edge in that department. There goes a happy Peterbrook chocolatier customer going out yes. the door right behind Brisk. Travis there. Kind of like the weather. Kind of like the weather <laughs> out here, good Brett. Brisk. There you go. Up next for Alabama, they're going to be home against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. That'll be a 6 p.m. Central time tip-off. It'll air on ESPN2 and ESPNU. Uh, so there will be a chance for Alabama to get back over 500 in Southeastern Conference play. Again, that game will be on Wednesday night. Going to thank a couple of sponsors of the podcast really quickly here. We're going to start by telling you a little bit about North River Dental Associates and Dr. Jack Smalley, that great staff at Dental Hygienist over there, right off of Watermelon Road at 1100 Fairfax Park. Whatever your dental needs, they'll get them taken care of. You get in there twice a year for the routine cleaning like you should. They're going to have you in and out of there door to door in under an hour, typically, on those routine cleanings, never much of a wait in that waiting room over at North River Dental. And they can do it all, whether it's porcelain veneers, cosmetic dentistry, laser dentistry, teeth whitening services, of course, very popular as well. Also doing Botox and Juvederm treatments to tighten up those facial features for you. Over at North River Dental Associates, give them a call. You can get them at 752-3506 or Give them a visit at NorthRiverDentist.com. Who else am I going to tell you about? But Peterbrook Chocolatier, where we're posted up right now for the latest edition of the Talking Tide podcast. They've got those hand-dipped chocolate strawberries, you know. And some folks come to Peterbrook and they say, hey, look, let me buy these chocolate strawberries on, say, Friday and then gift them on Monday. I'm not sure you want to do that because Peterbrook takes great pride in hand dipping those strawberries daily. So if you're thinking about giving that significant someone some of those strawberries on Valentine's Day, get by here day of. They'll be hand dipped. They'll be ready to go. They'll still get you in and out, and you'll have the freshest berries ready to go for that special someone in your life. And as we've said before, there's no shame in giving yourself, you know, some of those chocolate strawberries on Valentine's Day. So whether it's yourself, whether it's someone else, make sure Peterbrook Chocolatier is your destination of choice for Valentine's Day 2022. You may hear my dog endorsing Peterbrook Chocolatier yeah. in the background, by the way. Uh, yeah. Apologies for that. I am home alone <laughs> this weekend. And so uh, the wife, neither the wife nor anyone else is able to uh, contain that barking. So, uh, we'll just, We're good. We're just yeah. going to roll with that. Now we're going to tell you a little bit about DraftKings, uh, our corporate sponsors. Uh, Super Bowl is upon us. There you see TPPN. That is our promo code, the Pigskin Podcast Network. And they do a great job over there at DraftKings. Download that sportsbook app. 
56 to 1 odds on Super Bowl Sunday. Just bet $5, get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, uh, a lot of the listeners and viewers for this podcast, I guess it'll be past the Super Bowl by the time they catch this episode. But quite a few, Travis, uh, like to download us and listen as soon as we drop it. So for them, certainly they can still get in on that Super Bowl deal. 56 to 1 odds using promo code TPPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code. Get your 56 to 1 odds on either team, and they'll get you taken (laughs) care of at promo code TPPN. The official sports betting partner of the National Football League is the DraftKings Sportsbook. So there you have that for the uh, listeners and viewers that catch us post-Super Bowl. I recommend you download that DraftKings app anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It is a... it is a great way to go for uh, for sports betting, which, of course, has kind of gone mainstream now, Travis. Yeah, a little bit. Many years ago, it was in the shadows uh, <laughs> and uh, no longer. So you can't you can't turn on the TV anymore yeah. without seeing some kind of some kind of sports book ad. Yeah, the veil has been uh, fully removed, I would yeah. say, at this point where the association with uh, gambling is concerned. A little bit of football news here in the final minutes of this uh, abbreviated version of the Talking Tide podcast. Travis Alabama announces A Day will be April 16th, so fans can certainly mark that on their calendars. I guess uh, I don't know that the entire schedule has been released yet for spring football, but presumably that means uh, scrimmage, scrimmages on the 9th and the 2nd, I guess. Uh, yeah, the clinic has been announced, I want to say the weekend of the second, maybe that's right. typically when that falls, the coaches clinic. So early April, you know, once these things really even spring break, once you kind of research a little bit and figure out when spring break's going to be at UA, you can kind of figure out even when that first practice might fall because Nick likes to have that first one. Usually that Friday before spring break, he likes yes. to get the boys together before they, head to Cancun and other places. Elsewhere around the Alabama football program, 11 Alabama football players invited to the NFL Scouting Combine, which will be held in Indianapolis uh, in early March. Might be the last time it's in Indianapolis for a while. I think it's going to be moving around a little bit uh, after this year. But uh, a quick rundown of the players who will be in Indianapolis. Christopher Allen, of course, the linebacker, defensive back Jalen Armour Davis, Slade Bolden, Christian Harris, Josh Job, Federian Mathis, John Mechie, Evan Neal, Brian Ray, Brian Robinson, and, of course, wide receiver Jamison Williams. He'll just be there, of course, doing interviews and getting medical checkups. He's not going to be ready uh, to work out or anything coming off of that injury against the Georgia Bulldogs. But, yeah, that's about the same length of a list that that it's always 10 or 12 guys seems like Travis that from Alabama that ended up going to the combine doesn't look like there's going to be four or five first rounders this year like there usually seem to be for the Crimson Tide I think it's we're probably looking at two there Evan Neal and Jamison Williams uh not sure anyone else will uh crack that first round uh but nevertheless uh, a pretty strong contingent going to Indy for the combine going to keep that first round streak going you know that's the one that you keep your eye on and sort of that's the one that is coveted I would think by programs you know the number of years in a row but certainly quantity matters you know whether you've got guys four or five six going in the first round or 
you know, you've got 10, 15 going in the seven rounds. Uh, guys just want a shot, and I think that's going to be the case for Alabama once again. A pretty good number of guys, maybe not to the extent of, say, a Georgia that was very much veteran-oriented and kind of aiming towards this year. But, yeah, it should be a good class, and you're right, though. In terms of first-rounders, uh, Jamison Williams would have been a slam dunk before the injury. John Mechie might have been a first-round guy before his injury in the SEC championship game. So I would say Indianapolis, and you understand this better than anybody, going to be a lot of health and injury history talk among the Alabama contingent. Christopher Allen coming off an injury. Mechie coming off his injury. Jamison Williams. Um, guys that will be there that have injuries in their past while at Alabama. So, as you said, that's always uh, – probably the most important aspect of the whole thing uh, yep. for a lot of guys. Great opportunity for LeBron Ray too, to, to be on this list as well. And I think a lot of people look at this list and they get to LeBron Ray, maybe they scratch their heads and, and think, well, you know, he, he didn't play a lot at Alabama. He, you know, what's, what's he, I'll tell you what he's on the combine list for. He's on the list because scouts have gone in there and already gotten measurables on him and whatever mm-hmm. they are, be it speed or some of the agility drills that, that they put these guys through. Because now they do these underclassmen pro days, right? And they get some of these preliminary numbers. And if if the club feels like the size and the athleticism combination merits a look in the NFL uh, and is makes you one of the best 300 to 330 draft prospects for a particular year, you're going to Indy. And uh, good for LeBron Ray. Doesn't have a long track record, certainly, in terms of game experience at all. Uh, but he obviously uh, is athletic enough, or at least was at one point, to show some NFL scouts that he deserves a look, Travis. Positional value also for LeBron. And not that the NFL cares, but this was a guy who was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. So, you know, he's ranked highly on lists and among uh, evaluation services and coaching staffs for a long time now. And, you know, he's just another one of those guys that when we talk about health and injury history, uh, it's going to be a big stretch of days for him up in Indianapolis. No doubt about it. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Quick programming note for uh, our fine listeners and viewers. Travis and I are going to do a bonus podcast midweek uh, coming right after the Mississippi State game on Wednesday night. Looking forward to that. Uh, might have a little bit of news about a, a new venture for yours truly as well. Whoa, whoa. So we shall see uh, what comes of that. But Mystery pod. To that. Yes, yes. Mystery pod. Post Mississippi State on Wednesday night, Travis and I will be uh, back with you here on Talking Tide. Until then, for Travis Ryer of BamaOnline.com, I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com, and we'll talk to you Wednesday night here on Talking Tide.